Oh, it's so warm. Oh, it's so lovely, lovely and warm. Lovely. It reminds me of how the warmth of God encapsulates us in life. Oh, yes, definitely. Yeah, and actually yeah, it it's starting like... to get a little bit warmer outside yeah. as we veer into summer, spring. spring, and with spring comes Easter. So, yeah, welcome to Oaks Online uh, Series 4, Episode, episode four. 4. Lots in store today, haven't we, Jack? Go on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, first, guys, I just want to ask you, uh, how was your Easter's? I had a really good Easter. I really, really enjoyed it. We spent time with family. We, well, we went to Rome, didn't we? Yeah, we did. Yeah. Went to the Colosseum. Nice. Oh, very cool. yeah. That sounds good. Do anything else nice in Rome? We went around loads of tours. Uh, went to Vatican City, nice. the Sistine Chapel. Um, ate ice cream. We ate a lot of food. <laughs> good, yeah. Smallest country in the world. Yeah, Vatican City. Yeah. Very nice. Um, I went to Dublin. I also Ooh, had a holiday. Nice. It was very good. First time ever going there. Really enjoyed it. Nice. Um, so, yeah, had a great time and got lots of chocolate. Nice. So, cannot complain. Good. Yeah. Um, so, Hannah, what have we got coming up in this episode? So, later we've got an interview with Abby, one of our youth. So, mm. we've got that coming Hello, up. Abby. So, that'll be good. Uh, but first, before that, we've got um, Emma and Julia unpacking. Pete Atkins talk about small boats and harbours. Hello everybody and welcome to this episode's Hot Topic. Um, we're still following our Encounters with Jesus series. Uh, my name's Emma and this is Julia and this is not Meg. Um, <laughs> we will be discussing today a talk from Pete Atkins. Mm -hmm. Tell us a bit about Pete Atkins. Okay. Um, Pete Atkins and his wife Kath, they um, help head up a church and I think a kind of a group of churches in Lincolnshire in yeah. villages. It's a village setting and there are a number of very small kind of church communities that meet together um, at intervals. Um, and he came and just shared their journey, um, certainly since lockdown, because they, they've kind of found a new a, a new path through as, as church, what that means to them. Yeah, they've been journeying this since before lockdown. Yeah. Um, so basically before lockdown, he came to give a talk on um, three things which we'll mention later, which are the candle, the table, and the door. Mm -hmm. um, so we'll pick those those themes up later on. Yeah. But this time, primarily, it was about what does it look like if the kingdom of God yeah. was was reigning in our communities, mm -hmm. in Eckington and Dromfield. Those, those are the communities where we operate, if you like, as Oaks Community Church. Mm -hmm. um, I'm sure some of us, myself included, we nip over the border into Sheffield and now work there. But, the, you know, there's other places that we kind of go to, but primarily we are operating in Dromfield and Eckington. Mm. So we said before, didn't we, we had a bit of a confab about this and we felt we couldn't say what it would look like for the Kingdom of God to be in our communities without establishing what the Kingdom of God is. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it's all about Jesus. It is. Basically. Mm -hmm. So we're going to watch a very short Bible project clip now uh, that is going to explain that in more detail. Yeah. And then we'll come back and pick up from there. Mm -hmm. Jesus of Nazareth, or Yeshua in his own Aramaic language, was a Jewish man who lived 2,000 years ago on the eastern end of the Mediterranean Sea. 
The earliest accounts of his life, called the Four Gospels, come from the eyewitness testimony of his followers. Jesus grew up on the scriptures of his people Israel that say God chose Abraham to bring his blessing to the nations. Jesus said the story was being fulfilled in him and that he was the one bringing God's reign to our world. He called this the good news of the kingdom of God. Jesus announced God's kingdom to the poor and the sick, and he accused Israel's leaders of being corrupt. He challenged them in Jerusalem, fully knowing that this would get him killed. But his plan was to be enthroned as king by dying for the sins of his people. Later, the followers of Jesus visited his burial place, but it was empty. Then Jesus appeared alive to many, saying that he was the king of the world, opening a new future for humanity. Then he sent his followers to spread the good news of his reign around the world. So, so, kingdom yeah. of God. Yeah. All about Jesus mm -hmm. being king of all things and yeah. reigning in our communities. Mm -hmm. But it's a topsy-turvy kingdom. It's not like a kingdom that we might think of, mm -hmm. like with earthly rulers. No. Um, you know, when I think of a kingdom, I can often equate it to things like kings and queens of, of the past, mm -hmm. where um, we go and conquer things. Britain are renowned for this and still have conquered islands all over and things yeah. um, not always in the best way. It's kind of like an infiltration um, thing. That's not what Jesus is about. No. I think when uh, Pete sort of challenged us to think about it, what would the kingdom of God look like for us? And it's about seeing transformation uh, in individuals' lives and in our communities. And communities can be, it can be our family, it can be our workplace, it can be our classroom, it can be the street that we live in. Mm. Um, it can be national. It very much depends where you're being called mm. by God to sort of like be uh, embedded in and praying for, I suppose. And it, it's not to say that you can't be doing both. You could be part of an organisation to see our nation's politics transformed by the love of God, um, or at the same time, be very much involved in I don't know, your local street or the homeless or, or whatever. But it's, it's essentially seeing transformation being brought about by people being touched by Jesus and the love of God um, and that freedom and healing. Yeah, I think it's N.T. Wright that says, um, I don't think he said it, but I heard him say it, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. uh, so I can't remember where the original thing is from, but like the kingdom of God is all about where there's, you know, persecution and things going on. Uh, a normal way of thinking of a kingdom would be that an army would come and fight against whatever's going on. That's not what it's about. In the place of that, the people of God will come in and set up, um, you know, schools or uh, things for the poor people or whatever. And it, by the time they've realized, the enemy has realized, we've actually got all these great things going on mm. within. So it's not about violence or anything like that. No. It's like what you say, it's about transformation, mm -hmm. about transforming culture. It's about transforming society into a better place. Mm -hmm. And that is something that we are definitely called to. Mm -hmm. yeah. I don't think that's... Um, mutually exclusive to Christians. Mm. Um, I don't think that's, we're not saying that that's the works that we do are what make us Christian, because I think you can be a good person and bring about yeah. transformation in society without being a Christian. Mm -hmm. But it's definitely a part of our faith is living out our calling. Mm. Would that be fair to say? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think so. He, um, he questioned himself that morning about where has he seen the kingdom of, kingdom of God come most recently and then referred to um, 
a, a story or some news or fee feedback we'd heard that morning about um, a charity in, in Chesterfield where homeless men are being honed and cared for and educated. Yeah. And and that's and it's Christians that are in, involved in that. And that's a, an amazing example of seeing the kingdom of God coming in, you know, people who've been rejected and downcast and lost and stuff. Yeah. Um, and then he referred to his own sort of area community and um, described a, a food, like a community food grocery store thing that had opened in his village. And he said, I know the kingdom of God has come because all of the churches and the local parish council and the town council and individuals have all been really, really supportive, yeah. both financially and with labour and goodwill and person. And, and for that to happen, for everybody working together, yeah. Uh, for the greater good, that's you know that is God, because <laughs> yeah. normally it's just it's political and it's and it's difficult and stuff. Um, so that was a, a more of a local thing, uh, and then he took it down to an individual level of saying you know somebody that felt they couldn't be accepted by the church because of the way they'd lived and they'd been brought into the church they were being cared for, supported, mm -hmm. the family were being fed. So it's it, it's those examples of the individual the locality, the, the nation. It's very, very broad, but yeah. It, and it's about, you talked about it being power, but it's it's power of God's love, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, and how that can transform somebody rather than railing against. Um, yeah, I've been really reflecting on this since, since Pete wrote this word about what does it mean for the kingdom of God's coming? You mentioned the word transformation, mm. which he picks up on. And I think that was the thing that caught me about, you know, what's the difference between like just doing good works and be, it being the kingdom of God? And like you say, that where everyone, where there seems to be unity, that in mm. the current climate is like rare. So that yeah. is one measure, but I think healing as well, mm -hmm. like having actual healing for things rather than coping. Yeah. I think in society at the moment, there's a lot on self-care and uh, as people like, you know, it's okay to not be okay. There's all of these things. Mm -hmm. And, and that is great and really good stuff, not no, not knocking it, but I think Jesus promises something more. He promises something different. He promises healing, and I think that's what it makes it slightly different to just being, you know, we're not just transforming things for good, as in just the things we spoke about, like food or whatever. It's more about, as well, about people mm -hmm. and how we're transformed yeah. um, into more like, being more like Jesus. Is that a fair as yeah. well like, to pick up on? I, I think it's the sacrificial love side of things, isn't it, that we we aim for. Yeah. Actually, it's going beyond ourselves for the sake of another and for Jesus. Um, and, you know, that, that can be big, but actually it can be really powerful mm -hmm. as well for not only ourselves, but for our community, whatever that community is. Um, I know that's what attracted me, I suppose, to the Oaks originally, like to the, to the people, I mean, um, because I saw something in you guys that I'd not seen before, mm -hmm. um, which is really good, like that feeling of acceptance and belonging, mm -hmm. which I think you don't get everywhere. I, I mean, I have felt like that before, and I play team sports and you can feel like that, but it certainly felt that little bit different. I can't explain mm -hmm. it. It's really hard to explain to someone, but it's just a feeling that you get. Mm -hmm. um, 
it's like tangible presence of, of God, I suppose, mm. in that way. And belonging rather than attending. Yeah. Yeah, he talks about that a little bit, doesn't yeah. he? Uh, a lot of people are looking for something where they belong and are part of, not just attending. Mm. Which is how he got into his, you know, he, he talks about small boats and harbours, and it's how he sort of defines the way that the churches operate in this sort of village setup where they don't gather every Sunday like most churches perhaps and, and even us to an extent. They they gather together every morning to pray. Yeah. So they're a prayer based community. And um even the children turn up and they've not been made to, they just enjoy it. <laughs> Which is that's radical. Quite, that is quite that's <laughs> kingdom. Um and they they meet together in, in small household groups where they pray together, they support each other, they disciple each other, and they become missional, so they look for what, what is needed in their community. So it might be, um, I don't know if it was us, for instance, I might be uh, aware of a, a problem in a workplace or my home street or something, and we'd be commissional by praying yeah, those, yeah, yeah, and maybe providing food for families in need or, mm. or something like that. So he describes their church as very small groups that essentially meet, they're like little boats. Yeah. And they, they meet together and they're out on the seas and they're doing their fishing <laughs> in Jesus' name. And then they come together in the harbour once a month with all the other little fishing boats. Yeah. That's where they, they share what God's been doing. Uh, they get their boats repaired, so if they're in need of anything, if they're in need of repairs or help or support, that's where it happens. Mm. So it's a very different model of church than perhaps we're used to even. Um, but for them in their village locality particularly, with with people not wanting to go into church buildings these days, it's it's quite an alien culture, isn't it? That's how they're, they're reaching and, and meeting the needs of of their neighbours and their community, so it was quite interesting. Yeah, I, I liked the analogy of the small boats in the harbour, mm. um, like you said. Just, I know it doesn't fit perfectly with what we're doing, but I think it's something that we definitely want to move more into. Mm -hmm. um, we're not saying the harbour isn't uh, good, because it is, he, he described all of those things that you've mm. just, you've just labelled, um, you know, coming to get refreshed and, and all of that great stuff that we love about meeting together on a Sunday. But the reality is a lot of people won't come over the threshold of, mm. of the building. It's just too alien or mm -hmm. they think it's boring or whatever, or they're doing sport on a Sunday or the, you know, family stuff, family stuff, whatever. Um, so we've got to see it as, it's not an either or situation, I think is mm. what he was picking up on. Yeah. We need to have both. I don't, I think he sound, it sounds crazy busy what he was saying mm. uh, you know how they meet every day I'm like what how do they do that but he actually says it sounds busy but once it becomes the norm mm. of life it's not busy at all because it's just how you do life isn't yeah. it together it's like part of your everyday mm. culture mm. and it just sounds fantastic <laughs> um, agile and flexible is the, the words you use for the small boat and yeah. I really love that yeah um, to be agile and flexible yeah Think we can get stuck in doing good works and good things and that's really great but actually sometimes we need to be flexible as to what the needs actually are yeah. in the community and mm -hmm. get stuck in with that rather than yeah. just doing something for the sake of doing a good thing if yeah. that makes sense mm -hmm. yeah 
yourself like, is it a good idea or a god idea? <laughs> That's what we want to be doing all the god ideas, not the good ideas. Hmm. We said we'd pick up on the yeah, on your note, on your notes that it says cable, <laughs> candle, <laughs> candle, table, and door. <laughs> Sorry, don't make me laugh. Don't make me laugh. You're recovering from not being well on, yeah. but you're, you're doing okay. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, the candle, the table, and the door. This is the values that Pete's church have, mm. um, which I mentioned at the beginning. He came and spoke on way before lockdown. It was over at the Eckerton site, and it was a really simple, lovely way of calling us to who we're meant to be, I suppose. Mm -hmm. Do you want to just pick up on what that, what yeah. those three things even mean? So yeah. door is? Uh, the door is welcome. Yeah. So it's welcome in but, and mission out or mm -hmm. being, you know, being out, out to meet other people. Yeah. Um, the table, table represented hospitality um, for people coming in, um, but also study. So yeah. it's where they um, study and learn the Bible and learn about each other. Um, and then the candle, or the cable, uh, represents the presence of God. Yeah. So there's a lovely photograph that he's got that kind of shows that off. And I wonder who took that. That's what I, I think know. when I see that image. I don't know, but we can put it up, can we? Yeah. Um, and it, yeah, it's a very sort of simple thing, but it's, it's we're, we're meant to be, you know, salt and light, aren't we? We're meant to be hospitable and welcoming. Mm. Uh, and our door is open. And in today's culture, it's very easy to be behind our doors. And oh, yeah not know our neighbours and things like that, hands up to that. Um, so yeah, it's quite challenging as well, quite like a simple message, but quite challenging. Mm. Yeah. yeah, and it ties in well with the small boats and harbours analogy because you can't be, um, if you were just going to the harbour, that's very closed doors in, yeah. holy huddle kind of yeah. thing. So you have to be mission out, as he puts it, with the door open both ways, you're going out, yeah. you're coming in. Um, you have to go out in your small boats into the sea mm -hmm. and come back to the harbour with you, mm. sharing your stories of the sea and repairs and equipping and all that. Um, but also the hospitality stuff. You can be hospitable in, in this building and in our Eckington building. I hope we, ha we are. I mm -hmm. hope people come and they feel welcome and loved and all the rest of it. Yeah. But also there's something special about um, opening up your home yeah. to people. Yeah. Really great stuff. Mm, it was good. I enjoyed it. Did you have any other reflections, or are we just going to say to people, please go away and listen to Pete's yeah, talk if yeah, you haven't still, already? Yeah, it's still there to listen to. And um, we'll put a couple of those. We can put his little picture up, can't we? Yeah. The boats in the harbour. Uh, but yeah, it's just a different, a different way of thinking and seeing and being. And I, I enjoyed it. Yeah. So. Thank you. Everybody, go watch that. Wow, what a great analogy that was yeah. about small boats and harbours. Yes, it's really, really good. Mm. And now, now we've got an interview with Abby. I'm really looking forward to yeah. that. of interviewing people about encounters with Jesus uh, and this week's we've got Abby hello and we've got no Josh today because again he's uh, decided to not show up so uh, Josh if you're watching this one more strike and you're out we'll get John back on okay thank you
So, Abby, we have a few questions for you today. We okay. do. The first question we're going to ask you is, what made you first believe in Jesus? Um, well, I think as I grew up in a Christian household, and obviously I went mm. to church every Sunday as a child, um, it was always, like, it wasn't really a question of, I couldn't really not believe in Jesus. It was just always a thing that yeah. was there for me. But I think when I really first felt that Jesus was real for me was my friend got baptised in a swimming pool. Um, just out of the blue, she was like, I want to get baptised. And I think that was really uh, impactful for me because I went home and me and mum, like when I was going to bed, me and my mum prayed, and that's when I first gave my life to Jesus. Wow, that's amazing. What made you think about that you wanted to give your life away when you saw the baptism? Um, I think it was just like how happy my friend was afterwards, and I feel like it was just really amazing. I was like, I wanted that in my life as well. That sounds amazing. Have you been baptised? No. Fair enough. Do you think you will? Uh, yeah. I don't know when. Yeah. I haven't really thought about it. <laughs> um, but okay. at some point I will do, yeah. yeah. So, Abby, what do you do to encounter Jesus? Um, so, I go prayer walking on Fridays with the Emma Bowden. Um, <laughs> and normally we'll walk around school um, and pray about different things. So, we might pray about what we're grateful for or just things that we see, or sometimes we'll read Bible passages and think about what maybe God or Jesus is trying to say to us at wow. that particular time. Wow. And we'll just pray about how we're feeling. What made you first want to go in to do that? Um, well, Emma read a book called Praying Like Monks, Living Like Fools. And in it, there was a boy who was probably like 15. And he, in the summer holidays, walked around his school every day and prayed for his school. And then when he went back to school, he set up a CU. And at first there was maybe like two or three people going, but then maybe like a couple of weeks, months maybe in, there were suddenly like hundreds of people wow. there. And Emma asked me and I was like, yeah. That's amazing. Let's try it. Wow. And you have a CU at your school, don't you? Do you yeah, go to we that? Do. I do, yeah, it's every Wednesdays. Wow, what do you do in it? Um, at the moment, we're looking at the characteristics of Jesus. Um, so we're watching a series of videos about that. And then we normally do a bit of discussions, look, look at some questions, just and bounce ideas off each other, wow. really. Amazing. Wow. So we're a bit sidetracking now. You know Meadow Hall Oasis? Yes. So, what is your go-to place of eatery? Upstairs or downstairs? Either. Um, if I'm going for like an evening meal, I love, love working mamas. Mm. Nice. Mm. Amazing, mm. it's brilliant, love it. If I'm just going for like lunch or something, I can't remember what it's called, but it's like the sushi bar. Hey sushi. Uh, yeah, something like that. Mm. And they do like meal A and it's three different meals and I like to Is it to like get. the Chinese like boxes and stuff? Yeah. I love them. Good choice. Yeah. <laughs> Fried noodles, sweet chilli chicken and beef teriyaki. Beautiful. What about you? Sounds good. I would have to say that as well for Abby. The same. Okay. What would you say? So sometimes I go for a Pizza Hut Express and get a little pizza and garlic bread. 
But on other days, I go to the German Doner Kebab shop. It's this little one in the middle, and they have like nachos and their burgers and wraps. It's quality. Mm, wow. All with Doner meat in it as well. Amazing. So if you're a fan of Doner meat, go down to German Doner Kebab in the Meadow Hall Oasis. Wow. Sounds good. So, before filming this, John was nattering away about the chosen or whatever, but I was just wondering, Abby, what is it? Um, so, it's a TV show all about the life of Jesus and how, but it's like more realistic. So, it's set like where they would actually be and they're all wearing time relevant clothes. Um, and it's quite good, yeah. Um, and it just follows Jesus as he builds relationships with his disciples and as he goes and does miracles. And it's just about the story of his life. Wow, interesting. Might have to watch that. Mm. But also, Abby, a little birdie told me, you're not the biggest fan of The Chosen, are you? No. Um, Why is that? We used to watch it on Sundays as a family in, instead of doing like our reading the actual Bible and doing a little Bible study because my sister preferred it. But I always thought it was quite dull and just a bit boring. <laughs> Fair enough. Never really enjoyed it that much. John's not impressed. <laughs> <laughs> so... Watch it find out. <laughs> I want to watch it. Um, so we've got another question. If you met an alien, what would be the one thing you'd want them to know about Jesus? Um... Probably that um, it doesn't matter like what you're doing or what you're going through. Jesus is always like there for you yeah. and mm -hmm. you can always talk to him and he'll always be there to listen. Amazing. Yeah. Did you have another question? Uh, yes. Youth Fest, Abby. I, I saw you there. Did you enjoy it? Yeah, I wasn't originally going to go. Um, because I had a lot of homework that I needed to do and a lot of stuff to do, so I wasn't originally going to go. But Emma texted me and said, how about you just come down for the morning meeting? So I did, came down on the Tuesday, ended up staying for the whole day. Mm. And yeah, I really enjoyed it, it was really good. Good. Did you learn anything interesting from the talk? We learned, uh, David did an epic talk about how the Lord's Prayer was a guide on how to pray and how Prayers don't always have to be really big and fancy, as long as it's you truly mean it. Mm. God will always understand. Yeah, yeah sounds it's great. Good. Yeah, it's good that. So to finish on a light-hearted, goofy question, if you will, uh, what's your favourite cereal? Ooh. Uh, I really love um, the cinnamon, like. Ooh. Shreddy things, mm. they're really nice. Yeah. At the moment, I'm just loving cornflakes. Nice. Just plain cornflakes. Mm. Love it. It's just so nice. That's one of the better answers. <laughs> We've had uh, bran flakes and <laughs> granola from Janet and Karen. Uh, there was worms for the uh, Graham Reed. But amazing, delicious. The, uh, the cinnamon crunch really uh, more flavour than. Uh, yeah. Granola. The worm. <laughs> the worms, yeah. Also, the little chocolate hazelnut parcels. Ooh. They're oh, so yeah. nice. Yeah, they're good. What's yours, Jack? I probably agree with Abby. The uh, craves. 
Mm. Or like they, uh, well, they've got a wolf on them and they're like biscuits. Frosty flakes? Oh no, the cookie crisp. Yeah, yes, cookie crisp. Mm. Yeah. Oh, good. Yeah. So that's a wrap for this week's interview with Abby. Yes. Thank you, Abby, for coming to join us. Thank you for having me. What a stellar interview. I fully enjoyed it. Really nice. And it actually made me think a lot about praying a lot more. Um, yeah, really enjoyed that. Yeah. Mm. So, you know, the kids are going back to school now. Mm. I am a kid, and Hannah is a kid, and you're a kid. So, we're all back at school. Yeah. So does someone want to give a, a prayer for us? I think that's a good idea. Yeah, school. a lot of people going back to school, there's exams coming up as mm. well, so people could be stressed. So it might yeah. be a nice idea to pray. So, uh, yeah, dear Lord, uh, thank you for the school kids. And we pray that they'll not feel stressed out about their exams. And they'll be able to keep on top of all the work that they have to do and that they'll enjoy themselves at school. Amen. 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 Thank you, Josh. That was very thank you, good. Josh. And now, that's the end of the episode. Thank you so much for watching. We'll see you in the next one. Ciao. Worthy of every song we could ever sing. Praise we could ever bring. Worthy of every breath we could ever breathe, we live for you. Of every breath we could ever breathe, we live for you, we live for you, holy, holy, there is no one like you, there is no besides you, open up my eyes in wonder, show me who you are and fill me with your heart. to those around me. Let's sing worthy. Worthy of every song we could ever sing. Worthy of all the praise we could ever bring. Worthy of every breath we could ever breathe. We live for you. Jesus, the name above every other name. Jesus, the only one who could ever say. Worthy of every breath we could ever breathe. We live for you. Yes, we live for you. Only there is no one like you. There is none besides you. Open up my eyes in wonder. Show me 
who you are and fill me with your heart and lead me in love to those around me. my life upon your love. It is a firm foundation. I will put my trust in you alone, and I will not be shaken. I will build my life Besides you, open up my eyes in wonder. Show me who you are and fill me with your heart and lead me in your love to those around me. Cause holy, there is no one like you. There is none beside you. Open up my eyes in wonder. Show me who 